What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spiritfield Real Talk podcast. Today we're going to talk about releasing control, but before we dive in, I do want you to be aware if you are new here, hello, welcome, that over on my website, julianapage.com, you can get plugged into a community called Courage Co. Courage Co. And the Courage Co. community is all about equipping and empowering you to live your most courageous and impactful story. This is practical spirituality, meaning this isn't just that you hear good, positive word. You actually hear the word, but you are a doer of the word. So it's putting the word in practice in your life by free challenges. There is also a monthly masterclass where different experts are brought on and share their testimonies of how God is working in their careers and in their lives. And then also there is the God's Vibes Mastermind. If you're not new here, you might've heard me talk about this before, but this is a mastermind community with live group coaching. There are different course materials that you will go through. My Spirit Driven Success Method is definitely woven throughout that as well. It's an annual program and there's also a virtual retreat component to that. But you can join Courage Co. for free, totally free. So go visit julianapage.com and get plugged into that community. It is the best way to know when you can hop on a weekly, well, we do them currently every other week, but it is the best way to know when I have a prayer call on Wednesday morning so that you can be available for that and just receive prophetic encouragement to know when any upcoming events are and get plugged in. So I don't share all of that on social media, so make sure that you go get plugged in to Courage Co. And if you haven't subscribed to Zip Podcast, this is the time to do it. Believe it or not, when you're actually subscribing and sharing, that is how word gets out and how messages like this get in the hands of those who need to hear it right when they need to hear it. So sharing is caring. If you do subscribe to the podcast, I actually give you a free gift. So when you subscribe, don't just do that. Go to julianapage.com, go to my podcast page and fill out the form over there. And that will let me know that you are ready to receive your free gift. So make sure to do those things and let's get to the message. So when it comes to releasing control, ask me how I know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I am definitely somebody who has always needed this message because there's probably been phases of this for me. One, I didn't know that I was 
controlling or that I was trying to control things. Number two, when I did start to wake up and recognize how I was trying to control things and how out of control things actually were, that was incredibly overwhelming and I didn't even know what to do with that. And then when I started to surrender, it was probably the most uncomfortable experience that I've ever gone through. And now I would say I'm more so in a phase of walking out wisdom and discernment. So when the temptation to control or to figure out or to worry or to get frustrated can start to bubble up, I actually can respond differently. So there's a level of awareness now that I can actually catch it before it catches me (laughs) and gets me off the path. And I can also train myself to respond differently. And as you can imagine, this changes everything. So we're going to talk about that briefly today, but I did want to start by giving you a message that is really helpful if you haven't heard it in this version before. So this is actually coming from Psalm 5522 in the Amplified Version. The scripture says, cast your burden on the Lord, but what the Amplified does is sometimes it expounds on that. So it happens to say here, releasing the weight of it. So you actually cast your burden on the Lord by releasing the weight of it over to him. And what? And he will sustain you. He will sustain you. He will never allow the consistent, the consistently righteous to be moved, to be made to slip, fall, or fail. Okay? So that's coming from Psalm 55, 22. All right. So why I think this is important, because sometimes when you think of just cast your burden on the Lord, sometimes you can get caught up in the burden. Maybe you might think that your burden, quote unquote, isn't as big in comparison to somebody else. And we shouldn't be comparing, but we do. We're human, right? Or maybe you think your burden isn't that big relative to other things that you have going on. But the weight of something, cast that weight onto the Lord. So if there is mental or emotional anguish, if there's a heaviness that is present, if there's a worry, a frustration, right? A irritant of some kind that is getting you off the path, so to speak, that is stealing your peace, killing your joy, you can cast that onto the Lord and he will sustain you. This is something to very much pay attention to, okay? Now, another scripture that is really helpful when you think about releasing control. I wanted to start here with scripture and with the word of God, because the thought is, how do I do that? Like practically speaking, how do I put my spirituality to to work here, right? I apply the word. So practically apply the word. That is how you release control. It's not something that you just talk about and that sounds sweet. You practically apply it. So another one that you can practically apply is Hebrews 4.10, which says, For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. So cool. New Living Translation says it this way, For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. Okay, so... Rest is 
a vital necessity. It is a need. It's not just a desire. It is something that we need to do. It is something that we're designed to do. And we can enter into rest, right, by entering into God's rest. So if we don't have our own rest, okay, we can enter into God's rest. Thank you, God, that when my soul is uneasy, and soul is made up your of your mind, so the thoughts that are going through your head, or your emotions, your emotions that are bubbling up inside of you, right? Or you feel like you can't assert your will, you just feel defeated. So you can actually turn that unrest that you're experiencing on the inside over to God. You can cast your unrest, your uneasiness over to God, and He will sustain you. There's a scripture that also says, He will keep those in perfect peace whose minds are fixed or steadied or stayed on him. Okay? So this is a matter of, yes, self-awareness and paying attention to what you're focusing on, but those are two really key scriptures to practically release control. It's deciding, you know what? I don't have to live frustrated. I don't have to control this. I don't have to figure this out. I can trust God. I can surrender this to God. I can trust that God has a good plan and purpose for my life because I take him at his word and he told me that in Jeremiah 29, 11. I can trust that God cares for me because he told me to cast all of my cares onto him and that he would sustain me. I can trust that I can be at rest and I can be at peace right now in this moment because I am focusing my gaze, fixing my gaze on God. And he will keep me in perfect peace now as I am doing that. Okay? So that's really, really, really helpful to remember. Now, the other piece when it comes to releasing control is Zechariah 9.12, which says here, Return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. The New Living Translation puts that this way. Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners who still have hope. I promise this very day that I will repay two blessings for each of your troubles. So this is a reminder of the call, so to speak, or of one of the calls on your life to be a prisoner of hope, right? If you think about it this way, you could be a prisoner of many things. You can be a prisoner of worry. You can be a prisoner of frustration. You can be a prisoner of unforgiveness. You can be a prisoner of resentment. You can be a prisoner of mer. <laughs> or you could be a prisoner of hope, right? And hope is actually a very creative emotion. It actually gives you life. It gives you energy. It gives you something to work with, okay? And without hope, you can't build into faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God, okay? So faith is a willingness to have hope, right? It's it's a connection to the unseen, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. So I know because God's word tells me, I know because he showed me this, right? So we were in a prophetic training class this past weekend, And I loved this definition. I've heard many different ways to present the prophetic, but in the most simplest form, the prophetic ministry is all about 
hearing what God hears, seeing what God sees, and knowing what God knows. And if God has poured out his spirit on all flesh, all can prophesy, meaning all can receive, right, from God. All of us can hear and be led by God. So prophetic isn't just a ministry. It's actually a life skill, which is why I've incorporated it into my coaching business because I don't see any other way, to be honest with you. (laughs) It is what life coaching is founded on, in my opinion. Okay, so really important work there. So as we move on here, let me see, let me see, let me see. All right, those were the scriptures that I wanted to offer. I was trying to scan here to see if there was any others that I wanted to share. You can definitely, releasing control, honestly, is a trust fall. It's a trust fall into God's hands or into God's arms, if you just picture ever having done a trust fall growing up. So if you do want to study scripture here, I would recommend and encourage you to study scripture on trust. Trust that God has a good plan for your life. Trust that God is leading you and guiding you. Trust that his perfect love will cast out all fear in your life. Trust that whatever you ask in prayer, God hears you and God is working on it, right? Trust rather than leaning on your own understanding. So as you start building your faith, you can do that practically again by looking up scripture on trust and seeing which one is really being highlighted to you But the last piece that I was scanning for here is actually the Apostle Paul. So (laughs) he's one of my Bible mentors, if you will. But he is a man who suffered and went through a lot in his life and went without the comforts of life that most people... He went without most comforts, right? And people could not even imagine that. So in 2 Corinthians 11, 23 to 28... He talks about the secret of contentment. And I also believe that this is how you release control. You learn how to be content no matter what you are facing. So the Apostle Paul put it this way. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Okay, so that's Philippians 4, 12 to 13 as well. And then there's also Hebrews 13, 5 to 6 that says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So may me boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So all of these scriptures, what I just did here at the front end by studying and sharing key scriptures with you is help you lay the groundwork for releasing control. Because in order to release control, you have to do something other than controlling, okay? So to help you surrender, to help you build your trust, is to pull out word that you can stand on. 
Okay, build your understanding of the word so that it can be what you put your trust and your confidence in. You're not going to put your trust and your confidence in man or a situation or a job. You're going to put it in God, but you can't do that if you're not in the word and if you don't understand the word. Truth, right, is what you stand under. It's it's the truth. It's the, the belief, the knowledge, the wisdom that you stand under understanding. Okay. So when you have the scripture, that is helping you build your confidence and faith to release control. So that lets you know that in a moment when you are starting to feel triggered, when you are starting to feel frustrated, which has been building, right? You don't just jump to frustration. There's been a building, which usually frustration is coming from an old narrative that you keep telling yourself. Okay. So if you have this narrative in your mind that something is never going to change, that someone else is never going to change, then the frustration comes when you keep noticing and actively looking at all the ways that they're not changing and you keep stacking that. You create a case for why they're never going to change, right? So with that, you can be willing to see it differently. You can be willing to shift your perception. So a miracle is just a shift in a perception. It is willing to see things differently. It can be that simple, right? It doesn't have to be a huge breakthrough. It can just be a shift in perception. So in moments though, when you start to notice you're being triggered by how somebody is showing up, right? And that's bothering you or it's triggering something in you or a situation is evolving in some kind of way that you don't feel comfortable with, right? Or you get some news that is uncomfortable, right? When these things start to happen, you can recognize, whoop, I'm starting to experience this emotion. I'm starting to think this thought. I'm starting to tell myself this belief, right? I'm starting to reinforce this meaning. And you can recognize that that is an option, but you do have another one. You do have another one. So Steve Backland says, Any area of your life that does not glisten with hope is under the influence of a lie. So that's a great way to assess where you might be believing lies in your life or where you're not partnering with truth, okay? Or where you have had a tendency to worry or to look at things from a lower plane than the heavenly plane, if you will, right? You're not focusing on whatsoever is pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy. You're focusing on lesser things, Okay, and where there's opportunity for growth. All right. So we often think that we need to, other people rather, need to change before we can be happy or that we need to achieve this outcome before we can be content or we need to arrive at this destination in order to be happy. Right. We put all of these conditions and all of these rules and all these beliefs and assign all these meanings to things in our lives. And then we create our own prison for ourselves. Right. That's why there's the reminder in the word to be a prisoner of hope, (laughs) not a prisoner of self. Okay, so when you recognize that you are doing that. Right. You also recognize that you can't change circumstances all the time. You can't change people all the time, but you can change you and you can change you in 
what you are willing to think, what you are willing to feel, what you are willing to say, what you're willing to do, and what you're not willing to do, feel, say, all those things, right? And I have said before, you've probably heard it here, that if you're willing to feel anything, you can do everything. So what I mean by that is a lot of times we won't let ourselves feel something. We're afraid to feel failure. However, if you're willing to feel the weight of failure, right, then you can fail and that won't be the end, right? You'll be able to learn from that failure and keep building and then it wasn't a failure after all, right? So really, really important to get this, all right? So the scripture is an invitation into a new reality, a a heavenly reality, right? You can bring divine solutions to earthly problems. You can draw those forth, but you have to access them first, right? You have to actually turn the key, read the word, work the word, like walk through that door to access what's in there, okay? And to release that into your reality, all right? Now, when you know the word, you can work the word. So in the moment when you know you're not focusing on whatsoever is pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy, you can repent. And repent means you can turn from that and you can focus with the help of God. Thank you, God, for bringing this to my attention. I turn this care, this frustration, this burden over to you, and I thank you that you care for me. I thank you, God, that you sustain me in this moment and that you increase my capacity to serve and to show up and represent you well and be your excellence at my job right now. Or give me the words to speak to this person or help help keep a guard over my mouth that I might not sin against you, right? But you can turn then whatever you are facing into prayer. And as you imagine, as you keep working the word like that, you get really good at it. You start becoming very strong in not just letting things happen or letting things happen to you, but you start to fight differently, okay? So you won't just allow yourself to give certain emotions airtime, is what I like to say, right? You don't allow yourself to spend too much time in self-pity or you don't allow yourself to spend too much time in excuses or being a victim, right? You're a victor, not a victim. So then you start to rehearse and practice the truth, right? Meditate on it day and night versus meditating day and night on your worry. Like you come to a place where you recognize that that is a choice, okay? It is a choice to worry, to murmur, to complain, okay? So that's really important to pay attention to. Like when you actually can accept that I am choosing this, then you can choose something different. And why I brought up the fact that we think we need others to change first or that we need other circumstances to change first, we change We've got to come to the place where we're no longer going to blame people or circumstances for our reality, but we're going to be the creators of our reality and we're going to work on ourselves. And when you start doing your own work, you start letting other people off the hook. You start seeing and perceiving them differently, meaning you go from trying to control them and make them show up in the way that you think they should to starting to see them the way God does, start praying and interceding for them and blessing them right? To start seeing how God is working because you're making space for God to work. It's a very 
different experience when you recognize that you're not here to control, you're here to give, you're here to love, you're here to serve, then you don't put the same kind of weight and expectations on other people that are just not fair, okay? So breaking this down, to release control, it is a trust fall into God, okay? If you can picture that, sometimes visual people can really find that a picture is helpful, but it's a trust fall into God. But as you're doing a trust fall, if you have little faith or little trust, start studying the word. Work with what you know you can do. Get out the word and start studying the word in the area of trust, of trust, right? When I don't have trust, I control, okay? When I don't feel safe, I control, right? So safety and security, if they truly come from God, then you will surrender and you will trust more. But that relationship is key because it's relationship with God, change relationship with self, changes relationship with others. We can all learn to be greater receivers of God's mercy, God's goodness, God's grace, God's love, and then we'll actually start giving that to ourselves and extending that to other people. It's a beautiful, beautiful evolution, okay? So trust fall into God, study God's word, especially on trust, work the word by starting to practice moments of self-awareness. Whoa, I am getting frustrated, which is something that I'm choosing and I can choose again. This is just a thought or this emotion is actually making me feel this. However, I'm going to activate this instead, and I'm going to respond this way. So for example, instead of acting out in frustration, I can act from patience. Okay. And then as you start working the word, you can start to see how you are being strengthened in the Lord, how you are starting to produce the fruit of the spirit and how you releasing control is actually also releasing God's perfect plan and his best plan for your life. It is wild how that happens. So it is a way that you can also just be tracking with God because God doesn't bless us according to our goodness. It is a matter of our heart. And so if you can keep a pure heart, blessed are the pure in heart, right? If you can keep a pure heart through things, if you can allow God to do a work in your heart and continue to trust him and continue to lean on him, right? That faith, that trust, That desire, right, to do what is right in God's sight pleases the Lord and he shows up in your life and he's definitely present. You will seek him when you seek him with, you will find him when you seek him with all your heart. Okay. And so that's why the heart is so, so important. So if you are struggling or in a place of challenge or frustration or worry, I encourage you to really receive this word and even re-listen to this word. This is a reminder to release control. You don't have control and you don't need control. For the one that holds your life together has total control. He is sovereign and he holds it all together. He has a good plan for your life. He knows every detail. So sometimes it is passing the test. I'm not going to be frustrated. This isn't the timing that I want. This isn't what I thought it was going to look like. This isn't what I planned on. This isn't what I wanted to experience. But God, I trust you. God, I trust you, right? We can trust God in and through all things. That is something that we can do. We can focus 
on casting our cares to God. We can focus on taking his word at face value, just applying the word as it is and trusting that the word is true and applying that in our lives. And we can make space for God to work by working the word and by developing relationship with him because that relationship is our life and it's our life force. So as you develop that relationship, you'll see how the closer you get to God, the more you know yourself and the relationship with yourself starts to change and then also with other people. So this is a great thing to jot down in a journal. Jot down in a journal, title the page, releasing control, and start doing this for 30 days. Releasing control, 30 days of releasing control. And write down some of those scriptures. Re-listen to this message and write down some of those scriptures that I highlighted. Those could be key scriptures that you memorize and that you write on the tablet of your heart so that you can speak them over your life when you need them in moments of weakness. And God shows up strong in our weakness, right? But we invite him into that. So as you do a trust fall into God, you can even pray about that or meditate on that. God, thank you that you catch me every time, that you are a sure trust fall. It's like falling into a fluffy cloud, right? And just hanging out. So just picture that though, and then study those words, work the word, choose the word, choose the truth in moments where you would choose lesser things and watch how strong you get at that and watch the different outcomes that you start to manifest in your life as well. This is very practical spirituality. It's putting your faith to work and it works if you work it. Okay, so I hope this message blessed you. If you do want to take it further, get plugged into the Courage Co. community. We do challenges. We have master classes and also the God's Vibes Mastermind. It is a really great place to get plugged into and continue to work on your development. No matter how much or little time you have, there is an investment level there for you. So go check that out. If you do want to work one-on-one, I do have some openings. I'm currently booking here for the fall. So you can also visit julianapage.com to get on my calendar for a free discovery call. And if you've not subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do that now. And when you subscribe, you can visit julianapage.com, fill out the form on the podcast page to claim your free gift. All right, everybody, I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed.